Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow and like the Sideline Junkies Podcast on social media. Links for those social media accounts can be found in the description of this video. Now let's take you to your hosts, Matt Turner and Todd Polston. Welcome to episode 12 of the Sideline Junkies Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt, joined as always by Todd Polston. Uh, today we have two uh, living legends in the uh, the Barstown uh, world, Mr. John the Legend Wheat and uh, the one and only Hall of Fame, Justin Grundy. And there's a reason why I called you that, because I'm going to let you all tell the story about John Wheat peeking through or peeking on the outside of an aisle at Kroger, giving you <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> That's, that's that's pretty much the story, and my my wife looking at him like, "Who is this guy right here?" <laughs> it actually it, it started, was, it actually it started a couple years ago. It, it was cold and snowy, and and everybody, and everybody was bundled up, and all you could see on me was my eyes. <laughs> and his wife had no idea who I was at all. She was getting scared because I was right behind him for about five minutes, just following him. And then he finally, he finally turns around, and the first thing I do is go. <laughs> and I'm laughing, and she's looking at me like, what the heck is wrong with you? I'm like, it's, it's wheat. That's it. <laughs> Who is wheat? <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh. then, one, then, then one, of the, one, one of the baggers, one, he, was, he was in school at the time, he he started yell at yelling at me, so I went over and talked to him, and just left my cart where it was, and went and talked to him for a minute. <laughs> All right, hold on. I just forgot that I just now saw that it says John the Legend Wheat on the. I saw that. Broadcast. <laughs> that's that's why I gave them the nicknames. God, because I seen that one. <laughs> what a shout! Well, true statement. <laughs> All right. So, Todd, I know you're slightly busy right now. I'm good right now. Okay. Have you He's prepared the Tiger Stat of the Day for us? Or of course we... I have. Oh, I'm just making sure. Yes. All right. Here it is. So, we go back to the, uh, the great 2000 season for Tiger, where I saw today that he had 47, at one point, 2000, 47 straight rounds of par or better, which is an all-time record. 47 straight rounds of golf of, of under par or shooting par. I know we can do that for sure, but that's a very impressive stat. But I feel like – I don't think that'll ever be broken, I don't think. So I think, I think Tiger yeah. stole his golf – his swing form from Wheat. He did. <laughs> no, no it, was, it was John Daly. <laughs> Amongst, amongst other things that he stole from weed. <laughs> <laughs> Habits. So I don't think – Grundy didn't get to see any of the uh, the videos from Saturday, but we, we did a two-team, uh, four-man – well, it was four people per team, uh, random draw golf scramble. And on one team, let me just – let me run down the names for you because, Grundy, I know you don't know anything about this because it was all on Facebook. We, 
Boober and Anthony Epps. On one team. That's a, that's a heck of a threesome by itself. No need to add a fourth. <laughs> so I'm not listen. I'm not saying that we just put together like the best golf ever because that would be a lie. But I will say this: after the second hole, we yelled out, "God, my back is hurting from carrying this group." <laughs> <laughs> if well, y'all y'all used every one of my shots. We did use quite a few. I will say that. Hold on. Wage team didn't win, win, right? We lost. Well, listen, if we oh, so you, the team, you, know you were more of the horse. Okay. <laughs> so, we at one point on the front nine, we had a three-hole lead. We were playing, like, match play, like you get a point per hole that you win. So, we're up. I think it's three holes. And then we just the, – the wheels fall off. I, I don't know what happened. But later, let you down the hole. The legend. <laughs> well, on the par three, I hit one that was about five feet from the cup, and I did my dance. And then from that point on, it was downhill. <laughs> he did. He did. That put us up three. He sticks one to about five feet. I think we birdied the hole. Um, and then we go off from there. We lose the next two holes. <laughs> nine of one, and it was just. Uh, we lose two holes in the back nine, go down one last hole. This is this is the, the part where I realized it just wasn't meant to be. Second to last hole, the 17, the shot onto the green, Mays Stallworth, who, oh from what we've all been told, has never pick up, picked up a golf club until then. Well, I can tell you by the video, he's never swung a golf club in his life. And I think that's a fact. He did say that. Uh, because he was receiving – it was the day that aggravated me. He was receiving instruction from Boo Epps. They're on my team. <laughs> and they were teaching him how to golf. But we'll – so we get to the 17th, and he hits this, like, running shot that goes down a hill, rolls up onto the green 10 feet. <laughs> it's all day. And I was like, in my head, this is – it's not meant to be. Mays is sticking shots like this. We're screwed. So then we're still down one, go to the 18th. Trent Milby sticks one from about eight feet out. We ended up par in the hole. Mays hits about an eight. I guess it was eight. Just nails a, a, the birdie putt. Went Tiger Woods on the, on the green. Just, <laughs> just loses it. And I was like, every, is- every putt Mays had all day long, he hit it like. Even if it was like five feet away, he hit it fifty or sixty feet. I mean, they were rockets, <laughs> every one of them. And I don't. None of them were at the cup. Like a lot of them were to the left and to the right. Like he never hit one directly where it needed to go. He just pushed everywhere. Then he sticks a ten footer to to win the match. Uh, I I was at a loss for words, but it was a great time. I will say this: we we only went live on two uh, T boxes for Facebook because. Uh, well, sensitive I, content. But no, you know, I, I feel like the content stayed pretty, you know, PG. With, you know, kind of. I'm going to go with the, the worst language one. of the two, of the eight, was Matthew Turner, for sure. 100%. I threw a club. I know club. May said, I know May said something bad. And Wheat was probably my sleeper. <laughs> no, no, you know, I, I, was, I, was, I, 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 was, I was hands down the worst. Uh, I was the worst. It's not close. <laughs> I said stuff that I, I I know I shouldn't have. 
I, I threw a golf club twice. Um, Happy Gilmore out there. Oh, it was bad. I, think I, actually thing- threw, I threw a club further than I hit the ball at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, is, is it okay to say what I uh, – go ahead and tell what I said to myself on when I flubbed one shot. Can, can I go ahead and say that, or is it – a little bit. You, you look like you really want to say it. Wait, you, go you ahead and say it. Have, <laughs> no, wait, go ahead and say it, buddy. You can say it, but let's let's remember: if you have to change some words, we're not trying to be canceled. <laughs> canceled? <laughs> no, I wanted. Uh, I wanted word for word. Okay, word for word. We. Well, we was teeing off on one of the par threes, <laughs> and I raised my head up right at the. I raised my head up for some reason. And I chucked it, and the ball went straight up in the air. <laughs> and all I and all I could say to myself, and I said it out loud, was, "Hit the ball, you fat ass." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, see, and that right there is why we could not film. We could live in every tee box because of stuff like that that would get said. <laughs> We also have anybody. How many times do think John Daly said that? Please. Oh, when I watched him last year up at Nicholasville, he said it ever hope. Oh, <laughs> 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 he'd, he'd hit one and then take a smoke. How many patches did he have on his jacket? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have any patches on his 84 jacket. lumber, music. <laughs> He had on a white. He had on a white golf shirt, and that thing was soaked. He, he should have just went topless. I mean, that thing was. That thing was. Tough. That, thing was just, that thing was just soaked. Oh man, I felt bad for him. Just, just sweating nicotine and bourbon. <laughs> and Diet Coke. And Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, pouring right out of him. <laughs> Those lung darts, man. He was on them all day long. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I, I think he started the round already partly cloudy. <laughs> he was he was half cocked before he got to go. <laughs> I'll tell you, hey, golf just ain't golf without without uh, some squares and a, and a few surfaces. <laughs> That's, That's why you got to be out there next time with us. Oh God, I, I, I'm the storyteller. I don't drink, so I, I can remember everything. So I like to tell the stories <laughs> afterwards. So yeah. I'd be more than happy to do it. See, I can imagine. Good. I can imagine with that crew out there, there were uh, there were a few drinks had. Hopefully, none, none, none. good. Looks now, like- I'm not gonna. I won't say that somebody didn't bring a 12 pack and leave it in their trunk because they were a little worried about what kind of setting we were in. But nobody drank. Surprise. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Now, I may have had a few once I got home. I guarantee that. That's a that's a given for you. I mean, you're not. You're you just like to drink by yourself. <laughs> that sounds way worse. <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt, you got what if, you got you got you got to tell them the story about about the old woman. Oh, oh where's this going? No, 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 not like that. Listen, we're all. <laughs> <laughs> How much money was involved? <laughs> Couple bucks. Don't worry about it. She was cheap. What we're saying here is, we're, so we, first off, this is, it wasn't very well organized. We had eight people on a hole, the whole front nine. We That's were, illegal. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, 
team one will go play their four. They'll go out, and we'll just be a hole behind them. No, we played all eight of us on the same hole. And the problem was uh, we started holding people up. Two groups behind us, we have um, – it was an old lady, and I, I'm going to assume it was her husband. They're behind us, and she calls the, uh, the office on us, uh, the clubhouse. Okay. So, you got – our group was, uh, was eight people holding up the entire golf course. And this group of uh, – it was an old lady, old guy. I, I'm assuming they're married. Office. The, and says, we've got a, an eight-man team holding up the whole course. Everybody else just went around us. They just skipped the whole, go to the next one, <laughs> and play it. She called and, and, and snitched. Imagine that, an old Caucasian lady calling the authorities <laughs> on a group of individuals. Were any of you black? <laughs> Definitely a Karen. Now, it's better. So we say, okay, we're going to split us up. We send one off, let them tee off, and then we let this uh, these two older men play, and then we realize who is called on us at this point. They pull up behind us, and she calls and says, uh, Steve, it looks like they broke up their little eight-man group. They're now in a, a foursome. And all I hear is Anthony – and Boo standing right next to me. They went, did you hear her? I heard her. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we tee off, um, and we're about to hit the next one, and Anthony's waving them. Like, go ahead and hit nursing home. You ain't going to make it to us. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. At, it was at the top of his lungs, dude. Yeah, he was yelling. I don't know. Maybe. And Anthony's loud. I've heard him before. Like, I've heard him at half. Like, I'm up in the bleachers during a pack region game, and I can hear him clear as a bell. Like, he's up there with Boo as far as being loud. Oh, yeah. And he, so he's yell, he yells it. Um, and he was not, I mean, he was the one who, I think he was most bothered out of everybody by it. We were all kind of ticked off. But he, he really let it get under his skin. So, I've got, I've got a story. Let's hear it. <laughs> Similar. My, my, my dad golfed for years, and I would go with him. And for the most part, I like to go to drive the golf cart. And so I'm probably about 10 years old or so, and I go with him and a group of his buddies. Like, they, they had, like, a golf club and everything, Broken Tee Golf Club. And I don't know, it might have been a foursome. I don't know how many of them it was. But I know, I guess they were moving too slow for the group behind them's liking. And so, by the way, Keanu Young, who was on the show not long ago, his his grandpa, Uh-oh. granddad, his granddad okay. was with us. Was with us. First time I ever seen somebody in my life take a leak out on the golf course. <laughs> That's a side note to it. I told Keanu about it. He thought it was funny. So anyway, I guess there's a group behind us. I don't re- I don't understand what's going on because you know I thought everybody's playing at a good at a good pace. Dude comes up on a lawnmower behind us. This is an old Kentucky home in Barstown. Dude comes up on a lawnmower and says, hey, you guys need to, uh, need to speed up a little bit. The group behind you is, uh, is, is tired of waiting. My dad was about to hit, and he looks around. He said, who are you? He said, uh, 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 he said cut the grass and shut up. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> he said, are you the golf pro or something? He said, no, no, I, I work here. Okay, well, cut the grass. You worry about that. Get around them trees. 
<laughs> he was not. He was not having it. Nobody came up. There wasn't a golf marshal any, or anybody. I guess they saw an irate black man, and they weren't. Uh, they weren't feeling froggy that afternoon. Like, man, listen, man, it's 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 six o'clock. It'll be dark here pretty soon. I'm not. <laughs> did they? Did y'all let them play through, or did they? Just... No, they kept playing. They kept playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> they kept playing. That's why my dad looked at me and said, don't ever back down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Turner, you did miss when you got kicked off. I did tell uh, Grundy the story about region last year when you and Wheat pulled up with your all's uh, uh, Bud Light cooler at region. <laughs> no. See, that sounds so bad because it wasn't ours. One. <laughs> that's what they all say. That's not. That's not mine, officer. That's not mine. No. So, one of the parents on the team said, "Hey, I've got a cooler with sandwiches and stuff in it for the players. If you want to go get it and put it on the back of your cart, that way you can drive around." So I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I go pick it up. Like I opened his trunk, and that's the only cooler I see. And I was like, "I don't think this is gonna go over very well with people." But I did it anyway because <laughs> I'm an idiot. it took no time. The first person I ride by is Todd too, and he said, "But I cooler." I was like, ah, "Maybe." <laughs> yep, that was my luck. <laughs> I remember in high school we had a uh, we went to seven on seven tournament in Mail, and I don't know if anybody ever remembers that. Like Mail used to have like a huge seven on seven tournament. Mm -hmm. In like April, Mayish, and uh, it was the year. It was the year that Brett Favre came. I think. I'm pretty sure it was the year that that we get we get to listen to Brett Favre talk. That was a good experience. But we had some dude on our team. I won't say his name, just in case uh, this gets out of here. I think you need to say his name. No, I'm not. I'm not going to throw. Uh, I'm not going to throw Chad under the bus like this. But. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was fashionable at one point. I don't know. I'm not deeply entrenched in the, uh, you know, American Eagle wearing Abercrombie and Fitch community. But <laughs> to, uh, to wear a fitted hat and put beer bottle caps on the on the brim of it. Did anybody, did anybody do that? No. Evidently, it was fashionable to this dude. He's walking around, and, you know, you're, you're doing seven-on-seven seven tournaments, so you might have a game over here, then a game over on the next field. Well, we get done with the game. He puts on his hat and is walking. And one of our coaches, I think it was Coach Clark, who wasn't the head coach at the time, he looked at his hat. He was like, what is what is that on your hat? Are those Bud Light bottle caps? Take that hat off and get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, tell, tell the story about whoever the coach was, I guess the camp helper or the coach helper or whatever, that asked for Brett Favre to throw him a pass. Oh my God! Okay, so Brett. First of all, Brett Favre. Like this is the first time I've ever seen somebody. I saw some professional wrestlers one time when I was in the when I was in the airport one time when I was like in the second grade or something. But I had never seen somebody like a sports figure like Brett Favre. So they're they're telling us that Brett Favre is coming the whole morning, and we get there at like nine o'clock and we wait till ten for Brett Favre. Brett Favre pulls up, and if anybody's ever been to Mail Stadium, like you can drive down into it. So we figured, you know, maybe he's going to walk over with Coach Redmond or somebody. And Coach Redmond's there talking to us on the mic and all the teams there. He was like, he should be here any minute. I got a call minutes ago. Said so he's, he's on his way. 
we see this big expedition pull up, drives through the football field, like all the way through the football field on top of the track. Brett Favre gets out. You just see a big calf muscle with a with a with a big foot and some uh, and some sandals get out, looking like he's ready for golf. Golf shirt, sunglasses, fishing <laughs> hat, just ready to go. Probably had a beer before he got out of the car. And he t- he grabs the mic and just kind of goes off the cuff. He talks to us for probably about you know five to ten minutes, and it was a good speech. He said, uh, I know we got some drills set up because they had some pros there, like Tony Driver was there when he was playing for the Bills, and, of course, Favre, and there was a few other people that had, you know, connections to mail. He was like, uh, let's get down on this field and do some drills. So Favre's <laughs> over there, and he's doing, a, he's doing pat and go with everybody, just kind of throwing some routes to people. And some stupid assistant coach from Valley comes up. He says, uh, he says hey, Brett, so I'm going to run a slant. Give me your best. <laughs> 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 and by this point, we're not. I'm not going with Brett Favre. I'm over in the corner, like uh, the corner of the scoreboard side end zone with Tony Driver doing running back drills. And Favre was like, you sure? And we hear him say that. And Tony Driver's talking to us and stops and looks like, what? Because he heard the whole thing. Dude runs his route. I didn't see it. I heard it. Like, I'm 50, 60 yards away. I hear something go, Look, it looked like the dude got shot by an elephant gun. Laid out in the middle of the field. Like, Brett Favre hit him with – it probably wasn't even half of what he had, but he hit him with some fucking – knocked him dude's sternum loose. I, I, I assume that he didn't coach the rest of that day. Here I am. Like, why would you even uh, – some people. I mean, it makes no sense considering his own records say that he break, like he throws his heart and breaks their fingers. Yes. I remember that. You've got Donald average, Driver's fingers will never look the same. No. You've got old average Joe over here that coaches JV football saying, what are you, what are you Throw me one. Throw me Hey, give me what you got. <laughs> Could you imagine if he jumped for that ball and he hit him in his groin? <laughs> he ain't have kids. Nah. He got to dislodge him from his throat. <laughs> but let's say that it probably would have been for the best if he didn't. You got to think about it. Probably so. Yeah, Brett was doing everybody a favor. Who wants that reproducing? I'll tell you what, nobody. And nobody wanted that action after Brett threw that ball. <laughs> Needless to say, he probably went to Valhalla and, and, and put in a good 36 that day after that. It wasn't too much more throwing after that, that one. <laughs> and he, 36 beers. I guess he played 18 holes that day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Class we, so, Wheat sent me uh, some things to I can't do even, today. I can't even do this right now. <laughs> so, no, it was, first off, very long list. Um, we're on a time crunch here. <laughs> but I sent it to Tom. And, and I, we both got a good laugh because we were like, we don't even know half these people that he brought up. But there was one that stuck out the most to me. There was a water fountain that exploded with 10 minutes left in a game right behind the bench. Please set the scene. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, we're up, we're up at playing at college. It's not that shut down like two years after we played them. It's called Grace, it was called Graceland College up in Indiana. I don't even know where it was in Indiana. We, ju- we just drove and drove and drove to get up there. We're, play- we're playing, and first of all, we had to play in a we had a, we had to play in a in a church gym, so you had signs up that said 
you know, you had the Ten Commandments up, and then you had signs that said, uh, please, no no foul language. And By all the way, this, church right? leagues are the worst. They're the worst <laughs> as far as behavior goes and technicals, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so we're, we're up there playing. We're blowing them out. I mean, it was – it, it was it was probably 40, 50 at this point, and none of the good players were playing. Van Barry wasn't in, Benji wasn't in, none of them. I mean, it, we were still blowing them out. Of course, Todd Todd remembers Lou Cunningham, remembers yeah. how he was. Well, <laughs> he was fussing about something, who knows what, but he was going up and down the sideline ranting. And about this time, about 10 minutes ago in the game, you hear this thing bubbling. I mean, just keep it just behind us. The motor and, and it was just bubbling, bubbling. And the and the water fountain was maybe two feet behind us. But the top of it comes flying off. And then the water starts flying and Lou Lou is going and he's a, he, he's going through one of his rants, he's going up and down the sideline, and that water shoots out. Like I mean, like somebody just like you see what you what you see out of a fire hydrant or something. I mean, it was just <laughs> right at him, and it knocks him down, and <laughs> and he's drenched, he's covered, and he gets up, he's cussing everybody, and we're, <laughs> we're like, Coach, we're in a church, you got to stop. Well, that didn't help much, and that water's <laughs> going everywhere, and and their coach comes down, and says, Well, it looks like the water fountain's broke again. Do you just want to call this game? <laughs> this happened before. <laughs> it's just normal. Water uh, goes off like a geyser. That's a good one. And he he was soaked all the way through. He tried to walk. His shoes, you could hear the water in his shoes. Was, oh, he he was mad all night. Oh, you're that's a good story. So, I had to keep that G-rated. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's, it's very hard with a lot of my stories, and Matt will tell you that. I don't mind sharing them. I got I to gotta edit quite a bit. But I'll well, say I this. Know. You all have always done a pretty good job of, even when we're not doing this on here, y'all keep it pretty. PG, yeah, as, most, PG. as best as we can. Yeah, now, for, the, for the people like me who know what you really mean, I <laughs> – Rated R, it can get. We got to talk over kids all day. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, I'll, tell you another, I'll tell you another one about, about, it, about him. We, we, we were on a trip down to Birmingham Southern. We were playing in a Birmingham Southern tournament the year that they were national champions. We were down there playing, and I had a room with Coach Cunningham. Don't know why. That's how he, that's how he set up the rooms. Yeah, so that's room, weird. So, I had a room with him. He says, I right, go do room checks. So I go out, do the room checks. And he smokes like a freight train. Todd could tell you that. I mean, it was lung dart after lung dart, man. <laughs> and he, he, he didn't care if there's a no smoking sign or not. He was going to town on it. I paid well, for this. <laughs> that's basically what he said. So, so I go and do the room checks. I come back in. All right. Just imagine this. Take get this picture right here. Uh, he's sitting in a chair, okay, watching TV, puffing away, 
And okay, you remember the scene in uh, Basic Instinct with uh, Sharon Stone? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> He's in his tidy whities with his legs crossed, smoking away. I open up the door. <laughs> been he goes, "I've been waiting on you, Buck." And I said, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I back, so, so I go back down to another room and stay in there for about two hours and made sure he fell asleep before I went back in there. Gosh, that's a pretty good one. Oh, wow. he was. I got one about him and the president, but I probably can't, I really can't say that one. I guess. That, I think I've heard that one. Is that the one where they tried to warn him when he was on the bench and he said he <laughs> so called him in the day of the game against Georgetown? You got to watch. We've got trustees coming to the game tonight. You got to watch yourself. Your your actions are getting out of hand. He can't. So he comes back into the coach's office and I'm in there. He looks like a whip pup. I'm like, Coach, what's wrong? He goes, Buck, you're going to have to help me tonight. There. You got to keep me calm. I can't. I got to watch my language. President is not happy right now with me, and I don't know why. I don't know why I get so torn up. I don't mean to. I'm. I'm trying to live the life of Christ. I don't know what's going on. I just don't understand sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's tore up, and he's like, he, he's like, he's like. I mean, he's about to cry. I said, Coach, I, I'll take care of you. I'll, 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 I'll take. It'll be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you under. Under wraps, I'll, I'll help you out. Uh, I sure do appreciate it. Game to game starts. <laughs> balls, balls, balls tipped up. Our point guard gets the ball, and Van Barry's running to the rim. I mean, it's per. It's. I mean, he leaked out. It was perfect. I mean, he was going to start the game off with a dunk. Our point guard throws that ball, and it goes off at back concrete wall in, in <laughs> at the Camelsville gym, okay? And it bounces back in and hits the back of the basket support. Lou hops up, rips his jacket off, <laughs> and starts going off on our point guard. And I go, Coach, remember the president? He flips around in midair, does a 360, turns around, looks at me, points his finger right at me. And looks over at the president because the president and the trustees are sitting like three feet behind me. I mean, they're on the front row. He looks. At, he looks. He looks at me and says, "Screw you and screw them." <laughs> oh God, this guy's got Danny Hope beat, doesn't he, man? <laughs> this is bad. Oh, and I'm like. And I'm like, coach, you're on your own the rest of the game. I, I, if they come, the president comes down there and gets you, you're you're on your own. <laughs> That's classic right there. Golly. That's intense. Then one, oh, it's great, man. Then one time in practice, he got – Great. He, he, one time in practice, he called us right all around, okay? And, and this was at the end of practice, maybe 10 minutes left, and – the women's basketball team was in the corner of the gym stretching, okay, because they, they were taking their time. They were stretching, being quiet. Nothing was going on. He, he, for some reason, he calls us all to the middle of the floor, gets us in a circle, 
And it's right when, it, it was right with the uh, um, Fab Five, with the long shorts and all that was coming into play. And he didn't understand it. And he started marching around. And he pulled out, he, he pulls out a cigarette. Starts smoking <laughs> In the gym! <laughs> he starts smoking it, cussing every one of us. And no, don't even know what it's for. And then he goes off about the long shorts and the, and the baggy shorts and this, that, and the other. And the next thing you know, next thing you know, he's got, he, he walks around and he says, this is what y'all look like out on the floor. He pulls his pants all the way down to his ankles. <laughs> Yo. And, the, and the women's team is in the corner. Oh. <laughs> they don't like him like that no more. No, no, they don't. Yeah. How much longer was he allowed to coach after all this? Oh, good, good. Well, until until he died. Yeah, well, he was yeah. Bobby Knight of NAI, wasn't he? Oh, he was great. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> Todd can tell you, man. I mean, he's the most he was he was the most Christian guy you'd you'd see off the floor. I mean, he he'd do anything for you, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Turner. <laughs> no, I would never act that way never. in today's cultural climate. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then we're down playing. We're down playing a money game down at Austin P. And 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 Grundy, you know their chant. You probably heard it the whole football game. Let's go P. Let's go P. <laughs> well, well, they do this the whole whole time, and then the last. I guess the game was on local TV down there or something. So the last TV timeout, four-minute mark, all of a sudden, just out of the blue, he's down one knee talking to us in the, in the huddle. Just out of the blue, he's like, guys, I got one question for you guys. And, and one, of, one of the guys said, what, coach? He says, these people have been yelling they got to go pee. Why don't they go F and P then? <laughs> <laughs> and we were still we were still in the game. It's like a seven point game. We had a chance, but not after that. Everybody started laughing, and we ended up getting beat about fifteen or seventeen. Ah, uh, dang it! Try to try to break try to break the tension, and then you end up going on a ten point slide. <laughs> And then we go play at Moorhead, and of course, you know what he said about their chant. No, that's just, I can, there, there are some colorful things that are said about that at the <laughs> university. So, <laughs> I have a question for for Grundy and we. You all, all right. are on the side of uh, fan, you know, fanhood here. Cause y'all are both Wolf fans. Uh, it's okay, we accept you. Uh, <laughs> my question is what what is the uh, we're talking about fans. What is the worst encounter you've had with a fan? Oh, I got that easy. But go ahead, wait. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, though, first of all, for your for your comment about accepting us anyway, I like the other guy that y'all had on here a whole lot better. But go ahead, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, edit <laughs> that out, please. <laughs> all right. Worst encounter, probably at Central State. It's 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 up around Columbus. It's it's a predominantly black school, 
and we're and and we're playing them and coming out of the lock you come out of the locker room the band is there and they're beating they're beating the heck out of the, the drums right in front of you okay they all come out the team comes out and I'm I'm the last one out of the locker room and and I come out and the and these drummers these they're beating these they're beating these drums and they look at me and says I mean they were great I mean they were they were cool they stayed after the game and talked and everything else but during the game they were beating those things and I opened that door that that locker room door up they looked at me and said come on white boy it's your turn to come through here <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk, talk those weed stories. All right, I got a couple. I got one as a fan and one as a player. The one as a player is we were playing at uh, App State back when they were still one double A. We're playing there in Boone, and it's hot. Like it, it's it's smoking there, and they've got turf, so it's even hotter. So the field level is probably like over 100 degrees is what it feels like at least. What comes with a bunch of heat? Cramps. So we're playing, and there's one dude, like, they don't have, like, one of those student sections that sits on the opposing side. At least they didn't then. But there's one dude that was there <laughs> the whole time, and he didn't shut up the whole time. Let's go Appalachian! Let's go Appalachian! You suck, EKU! He's I mean, just saying anything. Just one little white guy with a sweatshirt on. I don't even know why. It was like 100 degrees out there. He had a sweatshirt on. <laughs> so the game comes, uh, you know, the game's going on or whatever, and I go out like it's like a third down play or something like that, and they end up converting the first down. But I, I catch a cramp. Like I catch a bad one in my hamstring, and I run off. And who they laid me next to? That dude. Oh, God. He's got a cramp. Stretch it out, Grundy. Stretch it out. I'm like, that's tough. I mean, I, I never engaged fans, but that one got me. Second one, second one is 2014, Sweet 16, Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. I'm setting the scene for you, Matt. You grinning about this one? I love this story. Okay. So, all right, that, that's a, it's a two-in-one. Okay, you want to hear about the little girl? That's the, yeah, that's the one I thought we were going with. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. So, we're, you know, we're watching L play UK. Game's going on, and I, I believe L was winning the game, like, for, for a great portion of it. It's certainly so, like 18 to 4. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good, but I'm a L fan, so I'm a pessimist, so I don't get too out of hand. There's one little girl. She might be the greatest UK fan I've ever met or, or encountered in my entire life. The whole game, from the beginning, she, from the beginning, go Big Blue! Go Big Blue! That's all she said the whole game. And she's with her parents. She keeps yelling, go Big Blue! Go Big Blue! Like, and it was like every – you know, every minute, on the minute, she was doing it. And her parents never were like, you never heard a, shh, you know, honey, just calm down. Keeps doing it. So, anyway, like, the second half comes, and, you know, UofL's winning, so it kind of comes at a lull. Everybody's like, golly, I'm glad, you know. Why this little girl finally shut up? So, anyway, the the freaking, uh, which one of the twins hit the shot? Which Harris twins? Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Harris hits the shot. We're like, crap. Next thing you know, three, 
to go big blue, go big blue. And then the <laughs> goes on. Finally, there are a couple young ladies sitting in front of us. One of them finally gets mad. No, she just looks back and goes, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> so that meltdown happens. We're leaving. It's me, my wife, and my father-in-law. My father-in-law's ready to go, and I'm right with him. We're walking straight, beeline, straight to the car. All of a sudden, some dude comes up behind us, and he's directly behind us. Oh, Everybody starts doing it around him. I'm like, man, get out of here, man. <laughs> First bad experience ever. Ever. <laughs> oh, those are good. I mean, that's just that's part of going to a game, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. It is. <laughs> because if the shoe was on the other foot. You, I'm not a loud fan. You wouldn't have joined in if they'd have done the C-A-R-D-S chant? Oh, yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it a buck on here. Keep it a buck on sideline junkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping it a buck with that. It'd have been a C A R D S, L one C four, the whole thing, the whole bit. I'm getting my money's worth. Them tickets were expensive. Now let, let me ask you guys something. All, oh, Lord. Every, every one of us co- coaching in high school for a good while now. What's the what, what's the scary? But maybe not the scariest place you've ever had to go coach a game at. But but. Uh, the fans are the most obnoxious. That's a that is a good one. Um, I, okay, so I will say it would it's uh, obnoxious, but I would say Central, Louisville Central, mm. because and, and it's not so much it's it's impossible to try to call a timeout and make adjustments because their fans sit directly behind your bench. And then right across from you, they had the loudest drum line in the And they play the entire time. So yeah, they don't stop the whole game, yeah. No, and no matter how loud you get, they get louder. So unless you have a player who can read read the board without you talking, you're in bad shape. The only time you can make an adjustment is at halftime. And they, but they put you in – I think they put you in the locker room right under the bleachers where the band's at. So it's just like a big echo of drums. Yeah. So that's – I would say – I'm not going to say it's the most obnoxious fans because they're not, but that is probably the hardest place to coach that I've ever been. I'll say that. I've got a good one. I think you'll like this, Turner. I got two, actually. When I was at North, definitely John Hart. Yeah. The John-North rivalry was – it's unreal. But when I was at North, going to play Taylor County, when Gatewood was there – you were there. They were the worst fans ever. Well, the coaches were. Ever. But here's the thing. When you're winning consistently championships, even fans become entitled. That's how I look at that. Yeah. So they can say whatever they want to say. And that's how it was. I remember that game. Just listen to the Paul Fonbon show. When we played North, yeah. when we played you all at Green County that year, and all the Terry County people were behind our bench. I've heard people that I've known my whole life say stuff I never knew they would ever say in my life. But I heard it that night, and it was bad. But yeah, I love it. It's not that way. I wasn't I on staff. It. I don't think I was on staff with Taylor. I was on there for one year. I don't think you were at North yet. Okay. Yeah. Because the year so I, I can't blame you. 
Yeah, you can't blame <laughs> me. I'm, I'm one of the good guys here. I, I blame Richard. <laughs> I was sitting because that's the game where I'm sitting across from the the benches, and that was the game where David threw the ball off the backboard for Q for a dunk as the time expired, and I was like, "Yes, we do it." It was yeah, that was a good game. That was a great game. Because that was when Tony come down and hit that alley-oop dunk to cut to, like, two. And yeah. Taylor went, like, a little four or five overrun and cued that dunk at the end. And let me tell you, that didn't sit well. It got a little heated after that game was over, especially on the line. Fans were very happy about that. It was it was rough one. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you because I have definitely heard some people that I got close to over the time my, that I was down. I would say close to, but just – familiar with say some stuff that I was like I I am surprised that that came out of your mouth no uh, doubt I agree I agree yeah so what do y'all got y'all got any good ones well the two the, the two I got two actually for me Cordia and Jackson County is it Cor- Tennessee do what Jackson Tennessee no, no, Jackson County over over by Laurel. Um, this is twenty. This is golly. This is 20, 24, 25 years ago okay. when I was at Pulaski. Did you freeze up at Cordia and Jackson County? At Cordia, surrounded by plywood around the around the whole gym. Mm-hmm. So there's even when they're not even good, they'd all bring they'd all bring paddles to the game, and they would they'd hit the wall with those with the paddles, and and it That's just terrible. echo and it just echo in there the whole time. So God. so you can't you, you you couldn't really hear what was going on, and 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 of course they're behind you and it scares you to death, just waiting for one little kid to swing that thing the wrong way, and and then Jackson County was the other and. They were just downright crazy because they were good and boys at the time. And that was right when they were winning all the state championships and region championships and girls. So it was a packed house down there every night. Mountain and crazy is a different type of crazy. Yes. You probably know some people from Jackson County. I know a few, yeah. And Jackson, Dale, Harlan, I know, I know quite a few of them. It's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game it around is, there. It is different. It is different. Me and Matt talked about this once. People from Eastern Kentucky and people from the west end of Louisville, the only thing that really changes is the geography and the skin color because they just, <laughs> the same type of they're the same type of individual. Yep, <laughs> they're the same type of rough. Yep, 100%. yeah. If they like you, they'll have you. They'll, they'll have you back. If they don't, you better you better get out of there quick. Yeah, yeah. Like their 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 way of accepting people and how rough they can be. You know, all, you know, just they just swap out pickup trucks for caprices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gold teeth for no teeth. Oh <laughs> man! All right, so Grundy, where's where's yours? The one that I can think of, I'm trying to think of one for basketball. There are a lot of rough places to play for basketball, uh, so I can't really narrow one down. For but for football in college, the worst place to play. For for me, for us, for when I played at EKU was uh, Jacksonville State, because if you've ever been there, man, like it's built like it's a football field, but it's built like a hockey arena, and like the fans are right up on you, and they don't like 
they don't mince words. Like they're talking right up on top of you. Any type of insult in the world. You said they're they're right on top of you. They talk your ring. Yeah, they don't mix any words. No, they don't. And you know they'll throw stuff at you. I think somebody <laughs> might have got spit on. So I mean, it was it was pretty intense. So I, I'd say that's the the most intense. The loudest was probably NC State. But it was so loud that you couldn't hear what people were individually saying to you. Whereas Jack State, it was a little bit smaller. So you could hear what a person was saying to you, even though it was really loud around. So, yeah, that's probably the worst place. Worse than Oregon State? I didn't get to go to that game. I was a, I was a red shirt that year, but I heard that one was pretty bad. Yeah, they, they, they said that one was pretty – it was pretty rough there. This story about that, one of our defensive ends on the team at the time, they were staying in a hotel, I don't know, what's that, Corvallis or whatever, right outside of Corvallis. Uh, one of our defensive ends, uh, Mike Dunn, gets on the elevator and is going to team meetings or whatever. He looks over to his right, and there's a dude that's about six foot five with real long hair and, like, you know, rocker T-shirt on and a, and a cowboy hat. He kind of looks over at him. Stares forward and looks at him again. He goes, "Are you Rob Zombie?" He said, "Yeah, man, I'm Rob Zombie." He's like, "Nice wow. to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right, that'd have been so one trip. Both of you all coached with with you know, boo. <laughs> I want you all to share your best boo brewer coaching story. Just one. It can be the good or the bad. Preferably the good. Uh, we don't want to drag him down before I bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got one. It's funny. And it might not be the most flattering part of Boo, but it's really funny. All right, so we're playing at home. This is in 2011, I think. Yeah, 2011. Game's not going well at halftime for us. And we had a good team that year. That was the uh, the runner-up All-A team. They got beat on the last second shot by, uh, by Holy Cross, mm-hmm. coming to Holy Cross. So, Boo comes back. Like, all the kids are in there, assistant coaches. Me and Stevie are, Stevie Woodson are next to each other. Boo comes in on fire about second and half time. Sorry, it's my, my, my ring doorbell. Boo comes in on fire about something at halftime. He comes in, and there's a big flip board, a big sandwich board. Boo is mad about something and comes in and hits this thing with thunder, knocks it all the way down and knocks it off the hinge. Comes off the hinge – and we're like, God. So Boo's in there yelling at the kids about something. I don't know what happened at halftime. So me and Stevie are like, okay, let's try to get this thing out of here and fix it. Stevie tries to pick it up and doesn't realize that it's broke off the hinge and it slips out of his hand and falls on his foot. So you hear Stevie in the middle of Boo's halftime speech go, get They all flush on his foot. And Boo's just so mad. He kind of looks up like, and then he gets back yelling at the kids. Stevie is in <laughs> – he stayed in after halftime, was afraid to take his shoe off because he thought his foot was split open. His foot was black and blue, like, instantly. He had a church shoe on. It wasn't one of those days he had a tennis shoe or anything like that. He had one of those, like, patent leather church shoes on with church socks underneath of it. His foot was eliminated, all because of boo. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, the funniest for me, I guess – is with the uh, Keanu incident at halftime, which we, we all know about that. 
Keanu's probably already told everybody that one on the other podcast. But uh, uh, probably the funniest thing, the best thing that I, the guys have ever did to him was when we was at the state tournament and he was taking their phones up the night before because, because of the game. And Nico, our exchange student, he had this idea of let's let's everybody set your clocks on, on your on your phones so when it'll keep him up all night. So every every thirty minutes a phone would go off starting like at three o'clock in the morning. And 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 they all put their locks on it so Boo didn't know the codes or anything. So <laughs> So all the way, so all the way up to seven o'clock, you, you phones were going off, and, and he was—he didn't know what to do. I don't think he slept at night. Uh, that's he got classic. Up the next man. morning, he got up the next morning. He started yelling to LJ and, and Savon, thinking they were the ones behind it. Which sounds about like them. Nico over in the corner, just dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust the foreigners. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, I got time for a Danny Hope story. Please. <laughs> All Please. right. Set the scene because it's two separate seasons. You, you've heard about the Murray State incident. This is the one I'm going with. Is this the Pinuccio? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're playing Murray State in 2004, I think, homecoming. Uh, Murray State comes in, and there's like a big rainstorm before, before the game started. And so we've got two different fields. Like we had a practice field with turf on it that they were more than welcome to practice on when they came in on Friday evening. We also had the game field. Game field had to be prepped. It had rained the whole week, so they were trying to keep it as with as le- the least amount of traction on it as possible. The maintenance guys had just painted the field. Coach Hope was up in Moberly, or Moberly, looking down on the field from his office, and he sees a big, like, you know, a big bus roll in, this Murray State's bus, and they roll in the back part off of Lancaster. So he says he goes down there and tells them, hey, guys, what are you doing parking here? He said, I got their players getting off the bus, MFing me, telling me to talk to their coach about it and to get out of their face. I'm doing my Danny Hope voice. So Coach Hope, so Coach Hope says – you know, I mean, these kids are being disrespectful. So he goes and tries to talk to the coach, and he's like, hey, you know, we got some place for you to practice. Just de- It's just down the road. You guys can practice on this turf. Coach looks at him and says, no, we're practicing here. Coach Hope is mad. Next day, he tells us about it right before the game. We're getting warmed up for the game, and all of a sudden, you know, when you're, when you're going in at football, a lot of people punt the ball, they break it down, then they go in the locker room after their warm-ups before the game. Well, we look. And we see that they're punting the ball, but they're punting it from their end zone. They punt the ball and kick it at us. Kick it sky high in there, kick it at us. The ball hits somebody in the head. They get on the middle of the field and start jumping around. Everybody's about to fight. So Coach Hope's all fired up because we're about to fight them before the game starts. They end up breaking it up. We go in the locker room. Coach Hope talks to us about how they disrespected him. They just disrespected our field twice. They disrespected us. He said, you know what? After this game's over with, I'm going to go up to that coach, and I'm going to tell him to service me. (laughs) (laughs) In in, in fewer words, he said, I'm going to tell him to do something with my anatomy. 
<laughs> game ends up going on and we lose in double overtime. Coach Hope, living up to his word, he didn't say if we win. He just said at, half, at the end of the game, we're going to come up to him and I'm going to tell him what to do. Coach Hope does that, fight breaks out. Now, I'm not blaming it on that while the fight started because the game was chippy, but this is like one of those fights where they had to get video evidence. Look, the OVC had to rule who's suspended, who's not. Like, people from our stands were throwing bottles at their players and all that. So they got crazy. So the next year, Coach Hope and Joe Panunzio, who was the coach of Murray State, had to, at the OVC meetings, have, like, an intervention. Like, they had to, like, talk to each other and, like, you know, agree, hey, let's get along. Hey, I don't like you. I don't like you either, but let's do this so both of us don't get fired. We go down there the next year, and Coach Hope says, I'm standing there talking to Panunzio. I hate that guy. And we're having to exchange pleasantries. All of a sudden <laughs> – our receivers used to take a jugs machine out there. For some reason, the jugs machine went wild. Coach Hope's standing there talking to Panunzio, football right in his ear. Boom! <laughs> Coach Hope says, I get hit in the ear with a football right in front of Panunzio. I couldn't go down on a knee in front of Panunzio, so I had to eat it. <laughs> My ears swell up. I can't hear anything the whole game, but hell, we got the win. <laughs> oh, that's good. No pronunciation. I'll never look at that name and not laugh. Oh, now he's good. with the Cowboys now, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, he was with uh, he was with uh, he was with Miami when they were. Yeah, he was with Miami. Now he's with the Cowboys. Yeah, so Coach Hope mm. pronunciation. No love loss. <laughs> uh, what about the uh, the whichever coach y'all had that walked into the meeting? Uh, wait, because he. <laughs> I thought I told that story on the last one. I didn't. Okay, I, let's set the scene for that one. Steve Bird. Where I don't know. I looked up Coach Bird the other day. He's been all over the place. He was a. Uh, you know Steve Bird, don't you? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, from all American. E yeah, from Corbin, all American uh, and EKU. You know Steve Bird, who famously. Yeah, played for the Chargers. Drafted by the uh, by the Cardinals, I think, at one point too. Yep. Yeah, he he would famously come up to his receivers. And, and, and do this. You know what this is right here? They'd be like, no, nah, what is it, coach? It's the number of passes I dropped in practice my senior year. That's the type of stuff he plays. So we go to we go to we're playing SEMO, playing Southeast Missouri. One of those one of those days, like Coach Hope was always on, you gotta be here at a certain time. Like he had an itinerary that everybody had. You had to be where you were supposed to be at five minutes early. We get to the hotel, we're running late. So everybody's got to book it. Like, some people didn't even take their stuff to their room. They just went straight to the team meeting room. So, they're like, we're having a special teams meeting and whatever, at whatever time. So, we get there, everybody's five minutes, five minutes early. And this room is little, like really little. So, we're sitting there shoulder to shoulder. All of a sudden, the meeting's about four or five minutes in, and you hear the door open. <laughs> Steve, Bird. Steve Bird walks right in, not wearing his EKU stuff. He had like a blue Under Armour fit on. So he went up to the room, got his stuff in the room, changed outfits, and came down for the meeting. Coach Hope looks at him. He's standing there. He's sitting there like this. And all of a sudden, like, he just kind of quick walks it back to the back of the room. He goes up to Coach Bird. He said, where you been at? And he's trying to whisper, but we hear everything. <laughs> special teams coach, my linebacker coach, Don Landholm, who's at Tulane at the time, was up there, like, trying to do the special teams speech and he looks and acts like Kenny Mayne. 
he cannot keep it together because he can hear everything Coach Hope is saying just like us. So he's over there, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, the kickoff team. Uh. <laughs> so Coach Hope looks at him. He goes, where the hell you been at, Steve? He said, I went up to my room. It was supposed to be in a meeting 10 minutes ago. I needed to change clothes. What in the hell did you change clothes for? I don't know. I felt like it. We're listening to the whole thing. He looks at me and goes, you know what? Get out. Says, Are you serious? You heard me, Steve. Get the F out. He goes, Coach Bird goes, all right. Just like that. Walks to the door. Coach Hope tries to slam the door, not realizing it's a pressurized door. So he thinks he's going to get this thunder slam. It goes, ah, and that's all you hear is, <laughs> we about lost in that meeting. <laughs> Steve Byrne, All American. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, I've got, hey, I've got, I've got one on an elevator with with a Roy kid. <laughs> <laughs> All five or four of them. Talk, talk, uh, Todd, you'll love this one. It's about Scott Parks. Oh yes, <laughs> I was on the elevator. I was on the elevator at the state tournament. State tournament with with with, with Coach Kid, and uh, I think he probably had a couple Diet Cokes. And <laughs> we, we were. I, I was on it. I said, Coach, how are you? I'm doing doing well on yourself. I said, I'm doing great. I said, uh, one of my good friends played for you. He said, Oh, really? Who was that? I said. I said, Scott Parks. And he said, yes, Scott. And he said, how's Christy doing and how's the twins? And, I mean, he knew the whole background of him. But then he all of a sudden he gets all serious and goes, Parks. That SOB cost me a game against Marshall. He dropped a pass in the end zone and we should have won that game. <laughs> Can you get me this clip and just send this clip to me of this yes. story? <laughs> well, hey, I will. I will get you just this clip that you can show God when you see him. I will send this to Parks as soon as I get it. <laughs> oh, he, he'll know. He'll he'll know. He'll be like, God, oh, gone wheat. I mean, he, <laughs> oh, that's I awesome, to, man. I, I went back to school the next. I went back to school the next Monday, and I I, I was loving it. Hey, guess what, Scott? Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> You cost, you you cost Roy Kidd a game. That <laughs> just think, you might have been in the Hall of Fame with him if you'd have cut that pass. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. I remember, I remember in practice one day, Coach Kidd comes up to our quarterback at the time. His name was Travis Turner. And uh, he, grabs the, he grabs the football and he looks at it. You know, Coach Kidd's not a big man at all, and his hands are little. He said, boy, if I had one of these footballs right here, I ought to pass for 5,000 more yards. <laughs> just yeah. That's great. Oh, man. All right, guys. I want to thank you all for coming on today. That was great show. Funniest, the funniest show we've done so far. Great stories.
Uh, Have us back anytime, man. We got more ammo. Hey, I'm, I'm free every. I, I'm free every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, Grundy's Grundy's becoming quite the regular here. He's like our um, uh, the, the guy that always fills in on first take. That Stephen A. can't stand. Cowboys guy. I don't know. I've been more. I've been more of an FX guy lately. Oh, I don't blame you. <laughs> Oh, oh, hey! Before before we end, I got I got one I got one on our uh, guy introduction guy uh, on Schmuck. Oh gosh! <laughs> All right, we're right, we're in the middle of practice. Okay, we're getting <laughs> we're we're get, we're getting ready to play. I'm at Cam I'm at Camelsville. We're getting ready we're getting ready to play Taylor County the the night before. Okay, the next night we're we're playing we're playing Taylor County. All right, so so Tim's already eighteen colors of red and spitting and grunting and everything else and nobody can understand anything he's saying and and we're in the <laughs> middle of practice okay <laughs> schmuck him uh chris holmes who else was with that group that whole group he ran around with okay schmuck gets this idea he puts on this body suit one of those all white body suits <laughs> He he is <laughs> he comes through those old doors, okay, on the outside by the football field. He opens those up, and we're we're right in the middle of practice. Tim's in there. He's he's going. All right, this is how we're going. I mean, he's going over the game plan. I mean, he's already he's down. He's all intense. He's hunched over. He's stomping and everything else. Uh, and and I, I and I remember it to the day I die. Uh, he's he's telling. He's saying all right. Chase Cox comes across half court. He's in range. You got to go get him, Jake. You got to go get him. Okay. <laughs> so, so he he's out. He, he's out, he's all in full full coaching mode. These doors come wide open. <laughs> Schmuck comes running through the gym in this white bodysuit, right in the middle of practice, and he's going 100 miles an hour. And he had on these little wings and stuff that looked like the uh, – you remember the old MSN uh, a butterfly or whatever that was, that logo <laughs> that you <laughs> And he's running through, and he goes, beat Taylor, and he starts running. <laughs> Tim, Tim turns around. What? What is that? Who is that? I'm going to go kick that SOB's ass. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> who opened? Who who left the doors unlocked? Who did that? <laughs> God, like, that's. I said, Coach, you you just went over the doors a minute ago. You remember? You you're the one that opened it. You didn't <laughs> shut it back. Oh, oh. And, he's, and everybody's like, everybody's <sighs> dead down on the floor laughing. <laughs> he's like, who was that? I mean, he got mad. He didn't know. I mean, he was stomping around. All of a sudden, one of the kids, I, I didn't even know it was Schmuck. I, I mean, it was awesome. I was laughing. <laughs> awesome. I, went, I, I went over to Bubba Lawless, and I went, I went Bubba, who, who was that? He said, Schmuck. <laughs> and, and Tim heard it, that it was Schmuck. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, well, that's okay. He'll be at the game tomorrow night. Okay, let's go back to, let's go back to practice. <laughs> That's here's classic. the question: Did you all beat Taylor? We did. We we did. There you go. Uh, they're they're for gosh, what what Todd about? 
Wow. Eight, eight, nine years. I mean, it was come down to the last possession, basically, yeah. every game. I mean, it was dead even. It was. <laughs> and, then, and then one time, Chris Holmes came running through the gym during practice dressed like Davy Crockett. Don't have no idea why he did it. He just said he wanted to dress up and do it. <laughs> he, he, he came in with a musket and everything. I mean, he was dead on Davy Crockett coming through. <laughs> At least he didn't fire it off like Lee Corso. <laughs> you got that right. He'd have knocked out those old lights in Campbell Hill's gym. <laughs> and then once it ta- – another story. I'll tell you another one. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you two of them. I'll tell you two. And then I'll, and then I'll shut it down for the day. Uh, yeah. all, right, all right, first one. Uh, first one's one a basketball scenario. All right. When I was at, at Pulaski, our rival was South Laurel more than it was – Southwestern or, or Somerset. Well, our football team, they go out to a farm and they got a bunch of chickens and they put them in a bag. <laughs> and whenever it, it came time, the, the announcer was doing South Laurel's starting lineup. Uh, now for your South Laurel Cardinals, number 10, okay, Neil Warren. Okay, all of a sudden, all the football team stands up and they got these big burlap sacks and they start w- waving them. And all of a sudden they let them go. And these chickens go flying. They go all over. God, <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go skirting all over the, all over the gym floor. They go up into the school. Okay. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they were drunk chickens, man. They're going everywhere. We come to school the next morning. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting in my classroom, and in my classroom, I had an I, I always left my door open because nothing in there. I only got one box. I've never unpacked my box to begin with. So I mean, I'm always ready to move. So so come on in. I got these old. I had these old wooden doors for uh, shelves that opened up, and and they wouldn't never shut. They were always open. These chickens would come in the next morning, and we hear this noise in first period. And I, and one one of the kids said, "Coach, I think there's, I think there's a somebody in the, in your closet or something's going on." I'm like, "What?" So I go back there to open it up, and I step to the side, and three chickens come flying out, <laughs> and then, then, the, the janders were trying to catch them all day long. Then we go to lunch. And in the lunch, in the lunchroom, <laughs> one of them comes flying through the lunchroom right when everybody's in there eating. It was, that, 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 was, that was wild. And then another story, <laughs> I had a TV and I only got like two channels on it, okay, in, in the classroom <laughs> back then. And, and it, was, it, was coming in, it was coming tournament time, okay? Important stuff. And I and I'm in there. And I didn't have I, the heck with I, I didn't have the. I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the best students in the world to begin with. Citizens, man, I sure would love to have have cable in here. One of them started looking at me. Said, "You you want 
Do we need some cable in here? I said, yeah, we got ball games to watch starting Thursday. We got we to get that thing working. He said, all right, I'll take care of it. He comes running in the next morning, dead sprint into the room. Comes in, he's got, he's got a, he's got a box with him, and he's also got, gosh, probably forty feet of cable. He hooks that thing up, and I've got this, I got this cable box in my room as well, and he, and he said, don't ask where this came from, don't ask, just let, let, we, we need to hide this. Only pull it out when we got to watch TV. Said, don't ask any questions. Don't ask any questions. I go turn that thing on, check it out. I'm like, I want to see what we got here. Dude, I had HD before there was HD. I don't know why it was. <laughs> it was awesome. And then all of a sudden, it came Thursday morning, and the principal had been gone. He gets on the intercom, and he's like, uh, yes, uh, any faculty media, uh, member that might know where uh, – my the cable box that we use for meetings and the cable <laughs> wiring is at. Uh, please return that to the to the to my office, please. And and I looked at at the kid. I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I told you you didn't want to know." <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I had some good ones. Also, had well, I'll save some more for later. Yeah. Wait, you got to save some stories. Yeah, because I feel like you're going to unload every story you got, and then there's really no point in you coming back on. Then you don't got that for us. You gotta oh, leave got to leave one more, week. I got 24 years built up of stories, man. I got them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got we to save them for when this show goes national. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Oh, uh, We could definitely make this a four-hour show. We're pushing it right now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, like I was saying earlier, um, I appreciate y'all coming on. Enjoyed the stories. Great time. Um, but we are on a we're, – we're approaching our exceeded time limit. <laughs> so, uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank John Wheaton, Justin Grundy for coming on. Uh, sharing great stories. I feel like Grundy's becoming uh, quite the regular on the show. Uh, fixture. You're gonna start paying me. Uh, well, we gotta get paid first. Uh, I was gonna say I need to start getting paid too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, when we cash checks, you can catch a check. Until then, we're all. Hey, won't you won't you drop Bud Light as a sponsor? I heard it's working well for you on the golf course. <laughs> it got us to the state. <laughs> <laughs> More of a Michelob guy myself. So. <laughs> So, all right, we're, I just want to thank y'all again. Uh, appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, have a good day. <laughs>